We, we, we ready. Okay. Welcome to Termogen Talk, your weekly walk through the minds of two hip-hop heads who happen to be women. I'm Chantel. And I'm Goody. Hi, hey, Goody. Chantel. How are you? What's hey. up, girl? It's almost time for the food. Thanksgiving is here. Girl, I'm the I'm not ready. Um, but I'm not not ready. So generally speaking, in the past I have been the one to do the lion's share of the cooking. I haven't done it in years, like but right now I'm responsible for the beef stew. Oh wow, beef stew sounds nice and hearty. Save me some. So this week, guys, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We're going to stick with the Thanksgiving theme. But before we do that, let's introduce the show. Um, we want to make sure that you're following us on Termagent Talk on Instagram. Termagent. Oh, no. Termagent Talk on Instagram. Termagent Talk on Facebook. And Talk at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Um, and that's it. So, like, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, today's episode is going to be more along the lines of the holiday season because we both have some holiday duties that we have to take care of. But in the spirit of the Thanksgiving season, we wanted to take some time to talk about the podcast that we're thankful for that have kind of driven us to do the work we do on a weekly basis. Um, the guys that maybe have influenced us, people who we're listening to. Um, or just people that we admire, we want to just give a shout out to. So we're doing a little Thanksgiving episode of Termogen Talk. Where we're going to talk about podcasts. So are you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's get it. So this all kind of was sparked specifically because uh, this week, uh, our, our uh, the illustrious Joseph Budden uh, of the JBP released their and his crew released their 300th episode of the Joe Button podcast, which used to be called I'll Name This Podcast Later. And, you know, anybody who knows anything about Joe Button, he's a rapper. He's a rapper from New Jersey. You and I both agree, and we've always agreed that he's a rapper who is really talented. Very. At least top three, according to some. Yes. <laughs> top three. Another thing about Joe is that it's, it's not just the whole the the rapper thing. To me, he's like the original love and hip hop dude and kind of the original Twitter dude because he used to do like those videos and shit way back on YouTube. He used to be on Twitter when Twitter was first kind of jumping off like the black Twitter vibe. Um, when I was first on Twitter, I would really go on Twitter to follow Joe and Fabulous and just like see them engage with people. Um, and then I kind of took a break from it and it seems to me like that break in the, in that Twitter was how people started to get picked up and grabbed up and now made that jump to like a reality TV type deal. But, um, you know, he's a talented rapper eventually, and he's really opinionated. Remember he used to be on ESPN all the time? Yeah. Cause he has all these opinions. Yeah. And, but he seems, the thing about him is that he's got opinions and he can support them. Yeah. He's like knowledgeable about like sports. He's very opinionated. Um, he's not uncomfortable speaking his mind. Remember when they had that vibe list and they put Met the Man above him and he like <laughs> lost his shit? <laughs> like, he's also rather like emotional. That, like all of the things you need to kind of make your mark, he has. Right, it. but all, but also like you make your mark, but I could see where in the in the system he wouldn't, it didn't seem like the system fit him. Right. Because he does have like a vibe about him that's so uh, emotional, bombastic. Um, even after he started the, I'll, I will, um, I'll talk about, the, I'll name this podcast later with the girl, Madi and um, Rory. Then something happened with the girl. I don't know, but she was gone. Then it was something with Rosenberg gone, but then it's, now it's currently Rory, Maul, Parks. It's Park Parks. Uh, the people in the background. And it's just like their podcast over the past, what, five years has just gone from something that they were doing for free to him being like a pivotal member of the Spotify family. Right. So he kind of jumped over, you know, when we look at a lot of the podcasts, especially podcasts that work with like hip hop and black folks, 
it tends to be like a, a loudspeakers that really crafted and like grew a lot of the big major talent um, or you would have seen. And then you saw when he engaged with Complex and it seems like everyone who's ever engaged with Complex Walk away with the all oh. end up with a sour taste. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll get we'll keep that theme going. I don't I don't have anything against complex, but I don't know I, I don't know. But nonetheless, we've had uh, three hundred episodes of Joe telling us how he feels. Uh, what do they call it? Whole dick eating. Yeah. Um, um, relationship woes. Saying shit they ain't supposed to say. Trying to make us not sure if Joe is straight or not. Being borderline toxic. <laughs> always being borderline toxic they don't think and it's funny because we're both women and I think that we're both women who love women and we've found a way to be entertained by these fucking nut jobs right. I cannot say because like I've been starting to have conversations more with people who are younger millennials and if a person I feel like is super woke and younger millennial I can't see where Joe fits for them and like I'll hear people talk about him uh, the women that are a little bit younger and I'm like Oh, is he that bad? Like, you know, the whole the the the, the DV thing, which is still not clear to me. Aside, mm-hmm. he he just seems like a boyfriend that would be a, a bit of a handful. Right, I think he's a boyfriend that would be a bit of a handful. Uh, definitely, maybe more than a bit of a handful. Domineering because he don't seem to like women in his uh his age group, his age bracket. So you know it. A daddy. He always trying to be somebody daddy. And uh Oh, maybe. And I guess the kind of woman it seems like the show um is attracted to. And that would be most members of the show. It seems like they're attracted to the type of woman who um is more emotional than logical, is you know, when I hear them describe women, I'm like, whoa. What, what I just be I literally are either looking at a speaker, my TV, my phone, like, come on. Also, you and I are both having this conversation. We're his peer. Right. Like th- he is a peer of ours. So I would I'm always gonna want to hear with somebody who just like me came through all of this stuff together. So when he's playing music and making references and talking about the general city that we live in and just the environment and the music, it's all really relatable. So I'm always miffed by why they think women don't listen to the show, except that they be talking crazy shit. Women Um, don't listen to the show. And if a woman listens to the show, she probably likes hip hop. And if she likes hip hop the way they like hip hop, it's a no go. You mean she's not desirable? Right. She's not desirable. She's too rough. All right. Well, whatever. It's fine. Um, I still enjoy the show. I'm very entertained by it. I'm happy for them. But that was what kind of spurred our thought of like all of the people who we've found either we're thankful for and motivation before we started what we were doing. These are folks that we were listening to. And I think that Thanksgiving is no time better than any to kind of give them a little bit of a, uh, give off flowers. So who is the, do you have anything else you want to say about the JBP? Well, no, um, outside of it's cool to kind of watch them evolve. Like they, tr- I think they know that the younger millennial women aren't for the shits. So they're trying to hold themselves a little more accountable. Um, so that's cool to, to watch. I would disagree. I don't think that they think they're not for the shits. I don't think they recognize people who, see them see especially from a joe perspective i don't think he recognizes that tribe of people who see him as like some sort of big bad um i love rory's perspective on a lot of things because he's he's low-key very funny and pretty insightful um but you know who my favorite is it's parks i love parks that motherfucker is hilarious he got the side jokes like it's like he forgets his mic is on he is very funny. And I love when they call their friends. So it's it's just a really entertaining show. If you've got two to three hours twice a week to listen to these gentlemen talk about everything and anything and sometimes nothing, give them a give them a give them a listen. I dig it. So I'm thankful for them. Um and one last thing, Pump It Up is a good ass song. It really is. We gotta we really have got to stop with the with the pump it up slander. I guess 
like it pumps it up is good like joe is talented man like yeah i i agree i i like i said i they say girls don't come to the show i'm like i know that i've been to urban plaza at least once or twice at a joe button show just joe button out there give bleeding on the stage giving us all of his emotional bars that is definitely something i did with my time um so who else do you are you thankful for? What other podcast are you thankful for, Miss Um, I don't believe that this is updated as much or or frequently now, but um Angela Rye on the one with Angela Rye. I um, I really appreciate okay. that because Okay. It was political commentary. It, it was very black and feminine political commentary. Mm. And you know, when you're watching CNN, she shows up on CNN every now and again. But when you're watching these news shows, you don't really get the the unfiltered black response. Mm. So, you know, I can appreciate that with uh, on the one with Angela Rye. See, the thing of it is this with Angela Rye. I, I do. I like her backstory her pedigree, like what she like with her parents. She's a person from the Pacific Northwest, which I didn't, I don't know the experience of a person who is black and from that part of the, the country. She seems to have come from a very black upbringing with very politically involved family. Um, and um, her parents were very involved in the civil rights movement. I believe her, her father's an educator. She has a law degree. Um, so she definitely had a good perspective. I just didn't connect on the medium for her, but I did, I did appreciate learning more about her. Um, it seems like she's like her star is just shining. So I, I don't know if that's not something that she has time to do anymore. Right. Um, well, I was a little disappointed that it went away, but I don't know. If I it's fully it. gone. It's not fully really gone, tell. but it's not really here. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, I would hope for the election that it picks back up, but, mm-hmm. um, as of right now, it's not where I need it to be. So now I'm going to take a very, I'm going to take a left, left turn and hit you with a podcast that I truly always, I mean, this is one of the first podcasts that I ever started to listen to. And it is, it is the dead, the Savage Love podcast. So it's with sex, sex columnist, activist, uh, just general dope motherfucker, Dan Savage who is a gay man, um, who is a, a journalist, who has used to have a column in the Village Voice back in the days. Mm-hmm. And then he switched over. And while he's a gay man, his sex column covers everything. And I would say that I credit Dan Savage with giving me a space to learn how so many ways people express themselves sexually. And the understanding of that and the unpacking of it and just listening to him unpack different things, even talking to women, giving women advice about sex, always pushing for people to find ways that feed them to make them happy because life is finite. And the fact that there's so many people being repressed, suppressed, closeted, not doing the things that they want to do, he creates a space where people can talk through these things. Um, I, when I tell you I learned like there are all kinds of people in this world living their lives all kinds of way. So there's so many things that I, I don't approach from a judgmental perspective. Um, if people are being upfront and honest about what they're doing and that's, that, that's, I would credit Dan with kind of just, just letting me see all kinds. When I tell you all kinds, all kinds of lifestyles and expressions. And I love the way he does it because he is, he's not, he's not super vulgar, but he's not also, super clinical um and he always brings in experts for things that he doesn't know about and sometimes it's a focus on health and he just he he just really approaches sexuality in a way that's very human and i dig it um he has a son uh, him and his husband adopted a kid and uh i love when he talked about how his son had to come out as straight to them and, oh, and wow. it was because it was very it was just one of those things that was very funny because it's, you never think about these things because we don't always have people in our lives that are able to talk about their experience of not being like, you know, straight and cis or whatever. 
So I, I do love, and I love his movement when it comes to Donald Trump because he is the one that started the um, uh, impeach the motherfucker already hashtag. <laughs> so he has merch, t-shirts. He's been rocking that shit since the, the next day after Donald Trump was elected. He was like, get him the fuck out of here. Um, and he's just grown. Like he was, he used to be on MTV. He's often on uh, the Bill Maher show, um, you know, and like I said, he's just a really interesting man because he was a Catholic boy raised with like cop father in Chicago. Mother was a church, like not a deaconess. Cause I don't think they have deaconesses in the Catholic church, but it's like his mom was like very involved and he's the only one I think in his family who's gay. And you know, you just listen to his story, but it's not only about him, but he just weaves all of that in to really just like tell his story. Okay. So it's a, it's a weekly listen. You can listen to a free version, but he has such a large following that um, he also has a, a macro, a micro version, ma- magnum version, like the condoms, mm-hmm. so a magnum version of it with no commercials and longer interviews. And like I said, every week he has an expert. And it's gotten, his brand has gotten so big. And this is what I think is really cool about the podcast world is that you can find your tribe and then you and your tribe can grow and create spaces. So he creates this, it's this film festival called Hump, which is a film festival for adult movies. Okay. And it's like shorts. There's all these different categories and he has to watch all of it. Like he watches everything to get, so him and his partners pick what's going to be in there and they travel with this, with this film festival. Um, some of it's hardcore, some of it's like very soft. Like they talk about BDSM. It's just, it's just very interesting. It's a way to, to recognize and realize that everybody does something. Everyone's into something and like, it's cool. And if you're not into it, just say you're not, but like leave people alone if they're not committing crimes also, Dan Savage and I are on the same. Like, if it's not committing crimes and there's no shit involved, I, that's like his line. Like, he don't really fuck with shit. And yeah. I love him for that because it's like, you know what? I feel you, sir. Like, he don't fuck with poop. Me neither. <laughs> I'm not with the shits. Literally. No. No, thank you. Yuck. I'm sorry, guys. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but no, thank you. I cannot. Um, so next for me would be the Dead Ass Podcast with uh, Kadeen and Deval Ellis. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can appreciate about them is they're a married couple. They're millennials. Um, you know, they're parents. And they give a very raw, real perspective on what it means to be married. Because, you know, in society, people always have this goal of getting married. And, you know... They approach marriage from the perspective of the wedding, not really thinking about the ins and outs of what it means to take your life and and blend it with someone else. And these two young people, but well, they I think they're like thirty five in their thirties, mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have very real discussions about being married. Uh, you know, the possibility when the spark is dead, when when you know, one of them has a higher sex drive than the other. The things they have to do to switch it up. Um, you know, financial perspectives. Having had it all from him being a professional ball player to losing it all. You know, they just take a very real approach to what it means to be in a healthy relationship. Um, sometimes I worry about people who are public with their relationship in that way. Because, you know... It's never long before you find out that, hey, it's no longer working for them. But I like what these two are doing. I hear you on that. But I mean, if it wasn't, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work, whether everyone knows them or not. One and two. That reality show jinx is like, okay, we did a reality show two years later. We're getting divorced. But it's a 50-50 shot with marriage, right? One and two divorce. The one and two marriages end in divorce. Right. So whether you did a TV show or whatever you did, it was going to end. So it ended. Um, you know, it, it, it's. I think that they they seem to be very open and transparent about their relationship. 
um, from everything I've ever heard, you know, they are who they say they are. I don't, I've never been around them personally, but I have, I know people who have, you know, whether it's for business stuff and they, they just seem like solid people. Um, so I wish them the best. I have not partaken in the dead ass podcast. Um, I see that they did a couple of live shows, which is great because if you're potting and you've got people that are going to come out to pay to spend time listen to you talk. That means that your audience is really there with you and really supportive of you. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, I applaud it. It's inspirational. Especially when they're also, you know, dealing with his career growing, her, <laughs> and also with three children that are all under 10 years old. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing a lot. I applaud them just for that. Um, and they seem like they're remaining themselves. You know, they do seem very much in love with each other. And I wish them years and years and years of, um, of happiness. And kind of like to piggyback off of that, my, one of my podcasts that I, again, like when we were deciding if we wanted to do this, I, I, I've listened to so many people talk about bootstrapping their podcast. Right. And um, my married couple that I listen to is The Black Guy Who Tips. So yeah. The Black Guy Who Tips is a podcast that's hosted by Rod and Karen Morrow. They're based in North Carolina. Um, they're Southern. Um, both of them, they, I believe met in, they met in like, like when they were like 14, like they've, I think they've been dating since they were kids. Like they went to college, got married after college and they've been married ever since. Um, and I think it's been like 20 years. Cause I think they both just hit 40. Um, they, it is like a family affair. They talk about, um, they do a lot of, um, excuse, me, excuse me, they do a lot of uh, news of the day, but they do it from a twist of, of with a lot of blackness to it. They do, um, they have these really cool segments because they're also pretty progressive, but they acknowledge that they've grown over the years, but there are, um, they do like progressive, um, progressive segments. They talk about what's going on in the LGBT community. Um, they're very funny. They play funny games like Guess the Race um, when they go over like news articles and like they have their guest basically guess the race. Um, it is fucking funny. Um, they have a thing called Fucking with Black People where again, they take the news of the day, which is not easy. And if you think about what the past five to seven years have been, if you are a Black person living in America, every single fucking day it can be exhaustive and so to have folks like this that can put a spin on some of the most ridiculous things that go on and say you know on a zero to a hundred in increments of 25 how fucked with are you by this shit that happened in the news and then talk about it so they're very funny they're very creative i think their podcast falls under a comedy podcast um they not only have that podcast, but then they have like three other podcasts. They do movie reviews. Um, I don't, I don't subscribe to their premium, but anything that I can get that's not premium, I get because they do movie reviews. They do a sports review um, podcast. I think sometimes they do food pot, food reviews, but they also do my favorite. They do a "This Is Us" recap. Oh, Rod and Bossy Igby. I'm excited that this is us. <laughs> Cause isn't that all tears, man? You never watched This Is Us? I did. It tried to take me out. You know I'm a thug. I can't be out here crying. Oh my god! Do you know who Bossy Igby is? Which one is Bossy Igby? She's a, 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 a author, a poet, okay, a fiction writer. Um, so Bossy, I don't know how they became friends, um, but they're they're friends, and she's usually either in New York or I think in Maryland. Um, and they recorded over the telephone and they would recap every episode, talk about what they liked, what they didn't like. Uh, also, they were featured on HBO about because they also had a Game of Thrones recap. Oh, so, and their game of their Game of Thrones recap was part of a Vice News article that um, talked about black people who love fantasy. Okay. And so it's it's so again, it kind of goes back to what I'm saying. You have these these voices that create this audience and then the audience grows and then it, they are able to get these really cool looks. You know, you go from having this one podcast with you and your wife when they tell the story of the first night that they tried to record how, you know, machines weren't working 
and how their sound. That's why sometimes when we're talking, like when they talk about like the sounds and the computers and what they were using to what they use now, it's like a walk. Everything you're not going to walk into it and be perfect. But I'm very thankful for the fact that they share their story and they're honest and they allowed you to see them grow to the point where to these big panels to sit on. Um, they were on a panel with Nori, Taxstone, and Combat Jack before he passed away. Um, I think it was, it might have been a revolt conference if it was a complex conference, but they're just pretty cool people. They're, they're themselves. Um, they don't try to be anything that they're not. Like, they're just like, he's into nerd culture. They're into nerd culture. I don't even watch The Walking Dead, but I loved listening to their Walking Dead recaps, which made it easy for me to talk to Shauna because Shauna's a huge Walking Dead um, fan. But they're just so lovely to listen to to me, and I find them very funny. And like I find Karen, Karen like parts, they be coming with the side comments. Like her side comments are funny as shit. Um, and I even like the way they disagree as a couple. So sometimes she'll say something and like they'll disagree or Rod will not understand what she's saying. And he's able to be respectful of his wife, but get clarity or tell her that don't make no fucking sense without being rude or disrespectful. And then they just move through. I just love it. And um, I want you to listen to one of their episodes. And then what they do on the weekends, they um, they do a whole episode, which I which I told you before. That's why we have the five star rule because of them. Mm-hmm. Is they read all the five-star reviews, they read all the pledges, and they thank people, and that's basically their whole Saturday episode, is just thanking people and reading reviews. If y'all ungrateful so-and-sos want to be thanked, give us a review, Fibs. You know, give us a review. Now you sound like Karen, because Karen be like, I see those numbers, and I know you motherfuckers are listening. You need to give me my five stars. So, you know, and, and, it, and that, again, that creates community. Because if we're doing the the five star reviews and then we're acknowledging it and saying thank you, you you just create and build out a community. So they don't do anything live. And I and like I tell you, when there's certain things I learned from listening to all these different people, there's so many ways that you could get yourself caught up. But they do a really good job of producing a four day a week podcast, and they never really sound tired or like over. I'm sure there's days because Rod used to be in corporate. And he got, I think he got laid off one time too many and said, well, that's it. I'm going to focus on this business. And so he's basically recording every day. Great. Nice segue um, into my next podcast, The Side Hustle School with Chris Gillenblau or Gillibro. I can't say his last name. Oh, Side Hustle School or Side Hustle Pro? Which one? Side Hustle School. Okay. I don't know that one. So Side Hustle School, Chris. Um, he's the author of like a hundred, like a hundred dollar startup. So his Mm -hmm. whole thing is that this, you know, his, his tagline is like a side hustle is not just nice as necessary. And Mm -hmm. every week they go into various, they will interview or have a person talk about their side hustle and it'll be weird side hustles like, Hey, I got laid off from work and I liked birds. So all I walk birds now. I'm making that up. But just various side hustles kind of giving you the idea that there's nothing out of your grasp. There's always a way to get up, get out and get something. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um, I listen to it. No, that's a really good one. And it's funny because now it's like we're playing tennis because what I listen to in the, from a business perspective is I listen to how I built this. Uh, so how I built this um, is a conversation with CEOs and founders of brands that we know and love or might be familiar with. And the stories of people are so interesting, whether it's the girl who started the Away um the away suitcases. I just listened to the lady who started. Um, the I think it's the the Lara bars, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like I'm yeah. getting a lot of feedback. Lava. Is that me? Yeah, that's you. I don't know why I'm getting feedback. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I don't hear uh, it. Okay, so um, the Lara bar. So her story was the other day. Um, the knot, stitch fix, dipping dots, boo boo. 
uh, Crate and Barrel. So like the people literally came up with with brands that we like know and love. I listened to the guy who came up with Squarespace, and and it's funny because you hear what these people went through. The guy who created Whole Foods, um, yeah. It's it's very interesting to hear people who had no idea that this this shit was gonna blow up like it blew up. And sometimes the stories are not great stories. Like I have heard stories of people who have come up with businesses and basically ends up losing it all, and it ended up with nothing. But we still oh, know so the brand. It's not always a feel good story. No, it's a feel good story because they created something that is known. But there's a lesson in if you sign the wrong paper, okay, and you're pushed out. All right, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, I like these it. things. We need to know because business is not just um, that. So the if if anyone is ever looking for a business related one, I think those two that you just described are um, pretty interesting. And then it makes it easy for me and Tamiko to have stuff to talk about because these those are the kind of podcasts that she and I chit chat about. She not bothered for the um. For the Slack business, that's she liked that on her TV. She don't want that in her car. <laughs> Not in my ears, please. Right, right. So um, then I go the spiritual route, and I, you know, I get me some Super Soul Sunday with Oprah. You do? Yes, I absolutely do. But like you say, I'm a grandma. Um, you know, I like to listen to. I like to be empowered and motivated spiritually, and I like to hear people's stories on how they got from where they were to where they are. So, you know, like Ian Levanzant, you know, she, her story is a story of like being broken all the way down to be rebuilt and, and doing all, doing it all over again until she figured out the pattern and broke mm-hmm. the cycle of dysfunction. I like to hear things like that. Or like uh, Lady Gaga did one, like healing through kindness where you're like, okay, um, she has this great story that, you know, everyone thinks they know, but you don't really know until you hear somebody's darkness or where they fell down mm-hmm. and had to get up. So I really get into that a lot. Like, you know, that that gets me through some some rough times when it's when it's dark. See, and it's interesting how we deal with like that that spiritual vibe because super soul like oh it's funny that I don't listen to this. Because there's nothing more comforting to me. Many things. One of the many things that is comforting to me is the sound of Oprah Winfrey's voice. Right. It is steady. Like, that sounds like money. It's not. No, but to me, it doesn't. It's To me, her voice sounds like um, clarity. Right. And it sounds like um, thoughtfulness and curiosity and interest. And gratitude. And, yeah. And, and so when I hear Oprah speak with someone... She is really engaging with people to try to get the best understanding possible of whatever the reason is that they're sitting in front of her. And I'm surprised. It's just something that I don't listen to, um, but I probably should listen more because anytime I do, like I did listen to the one with Malcolm Gladwell, but okay. it's not necessarily something that I do on a regular basis. It's funny because when I think, when I get my, because my next one, it's kind of like on a spiritual vibe. It's like spiritual and kind of ratchet. Uh, of course. <laughs> but not really ratchet. Just it's more, it's like these are people within our peer group, but I need I, my ministering, if I was a ministering, can't be too preachy. So right. I listen, I love the friend zone. So okay. the friend zone podcast is with Hey Fran Hey. It is with Dustin Ross. So fine. It is with us and with Asante. And they're also on loudspeakers similar to Angela Rye and Reed and a bunch of other people. But what they've been able to do, these three people who their vibe is is different. You know, Fran is, um, she was a known YouTube uh, YouTuber. She did a lot of natural hair and food stuff. And she's grown so much. Um, you see her as an influencer. She most recently did... Uh, a Marmont ad and also she's uh launching she's one of the ads for Bumble Business. Okay. And she they spend a lot of time exploring um psych- psych- psychology, metaphysics, um work like uh emotional work, um spiritual work, uh really investigating it, 
but through the lens of like talking to your friends at brunch. It's okay. very interesting. The way that she does it is is very interesting. Um, she's pretty transparent, um, but she's from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? She's a Dominican. I believe she's Dominican and Haitian or Dominican and Jamaican girl from Harlem. Okay. Who was born and raised there and, you know, kind of, you know, went to a really good, uh, you know, like the, the typical story. She went to a school in Riverdale and then she went to a really good college. So she's got, she's able to move in different worlds, but I think she fell ill at some point. She's also a very good singer and she's got, she's had some stories about the music business. That is not, I don't think that's her ministry ever. And it's not, you know, if you ever listen, it's not dissimilar to some of the things that you say about how it can be a little soul crushing, regardless of your talent. It's just, and again, she's very, um, it's like what you need to switch. Right. And she is, or trained. She's a fly tomboy with body. Nice. You know what I mean? So you know what they wanted from her. Yes. And she really, it sounds like that wasn't really what she was trying to give up on a regular basis. And then her co-hosts are just like great balances. So it, because they bring out her silliness and sometimes her ratchetry. So Dustin Ross is, um, he is, I guess now Dustin's a writer and an actor um, and just a personality and a real nigga. Sorry. Like, that's just what he is. I love him. Um, I would love to like go to brunch with him and just fuck with him for like three hours. And then Asante, so Dustin is like very, very comical in one way. And then Asante's funny as well, but in a different way. Like he's more, he's from Atlanta. Um, and they're all friends. And they operate, they they operate like a symphony or like a band. So they're not one voice, they are different instruments in a band. So if they were a trio it'd be like a jazz trio. And what they do is just very entertaining to me. Um, and they get, they allow each other to be vulnerable. They get you thinking, you know, whether it's about relationships, friendships, parents, you know, life, death, sickness, health, wealth, you know, music, the ratchet shit we like, dating, love, sex, all of the things, you know, but on a deeper level than just simply what's your favorite position. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how is it that, like, what would make you decide to be celibate and really exploring like what you're trying to get from it? Or why are you um, trying to live this very clean life where you're trying to eliminate certain chemicals or foods from your body, from your life and from your body and from your environment and how that helps you, but nothing preachy, just like I've, and then sometimes it's just funny. Like sometimes they just do true crime where they just talk about something that happened and they just unpack it in a different way. So if you ever have time, I would recommend you listen to it. Um, I And again, I've listened to this show from the first episode and it kind of always motivates me for what we're doing. I heard the first episode to where they are now. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? So from where they were, even, and these people are friends, like people who fuck with each other, got each other's phone numbers, be in each other's houses. And when you listen to them now, they move in a unison that was very different from the first episode. Um, and, and they're out there doing it. So they, I'm definitely thankful that they stuck through it. Um, you know, they've all gotten looks because of it. Fran is a host to the Insecure wrap-up podcast during the Insecure season. Her and Crystal from The Read do that together. I also like that they fuck with their friends. So you know how they be like, my seeds go with his seeds, go yeah. with his seeds. That's how they, that's how they keep it. Yeah, they take money in their motherfucking family. I love it. Like their friends each, like they're putting their friends on or, bring, or not putting their friends on, but grabbing their friends along for the ride and they're just rolling. And I love that. Um, Speaking of uh, grabbing friends on for the ride, uh, my next podcast is one of my friends, um, I treasure her, Nikita Elbanks. Um, she has a podcast called The Black Therapist Podcast. And what I especially love about The Black Therapist Podcast is that it's, for, it's about Black issues and trying to get through Black issues. Like one of her episodes is uh, Breaking Generational Curses. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know that I hear other cultures or races discussing that. So but- you would love the friend zone. You got to listen. You got to go back and forth with them because like this is Nick you talking yeah. about. So listen. I would love to see how you would feel listening to her as a clinical professional and then listening to people who are trying to do the study work on their so, own. Like this, you know, um, what I especially like is that like when I speak to Nick, it's like, okay, no, I don't have any of this shit figured out for myself. What I'm good at is hearing. T- I have a therapist. That's that's the thing with Nick. For sure, for sure. A therapist. And my therapist gets me right so that I can then go out there and help people get right. And that's what she does for a living. But what she does for people who um don't necessarily, maybe they can't afford to have their own personal therapist just yet. Once mm-hmm. she's you know, she's quick to tell you, you know, you can't afford this and these are some resources for you. But mm-hmm. on top of being able to do that, she opens up the floor for discussion about very, very black issues. And I, I can appreciate it. You know. That's good. We're gonna have her on the show in 2020. Yes, we will. Yeah, we're gonna make sure that we did we bring our uh, mental health uh, professionals into the fold because as from, and it's not to exclude anyone, but within the black community, we are just opening our arms to the fact that there are things that we need to work on and fix and that we cannot only pray for clarity. We have to do other work in order to make sure that we can get ourselves whole. And sometimes the work is hard and sometimes it's ugly. And sometimes we have to hold ourselves accountable and we have to learn things that we were never taught. And I think that it's good that people like Nick and all other mental health professionals who are trying to serve the community are doing this and, and bringing this to the forefront. I would say the last five years, um, and, that, and, and it's a beautiful thing because maybe we'll all be more well-adjusted as we become older people. Maybe we'll be better as we get older. Maybe people will be better parents and potentially raise better children and the community will be better because people will be more well-adjusted and shake off some of the shit that is, is rooted in pain because we are people who have a painful, um, a very painful uh, history present. And we just hope that the future is not as, as, as painful. Yes. Yeah, so we got to figure out our schedule for bringing our black therapists on because the 2020 is an election year. We might need all the help. All Girl, the help. Please don't do it to me. I, hear I don't you. even want to think about that. I don't want to think about it. So I have I have three more. Do you have three more? No, I do not have three more. What do you got? Well, I'm next. So you um, next. I'm next. And my next one is uh the financial emancipation podcast. Because I would be remiss in my uh, duty if I did not sit here and tell you about that fucking podcast hosted by Malik Branch. Um, it is a short podcast sister to the show. It is a short podcast where you get dragged to your financial well-being. <laughs> so um, she does a really good job of trying to address and, and repeatedly address issues and pitfalls that folks um, can fall into, especially in a lot of what she talks about are the mishaps of the middle class. Um, I hope she doesn't steal that from me. She can steal it. It's fine. Just give my credit. But a lot of her topics tend to be um, focused on a lot of the mishaps of living, of middle-class living, because sometimes you're broken than somebody who's poor right. just because you don't know what to do with what you have or your association with money is too emotional or, you know, a myriad of things. Um, but I do like that she is always coming to it from a place of wanting people to be better off. Um, never coming from a sitting on a place like she doesn't talk about herself so much that she sounds like she's being an asshole. Um, she keeps it general um, and she tries to keep her messaging, you know, as broad as possible so that anybody can apply things. And she's realistic. So she's not saying shit that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you'd have a million dollars if you stopped buying coffee for breakfast. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's not just because she's my sister. Sometimes she be going in on the collective us, though. 
Yes. She, she be sick of all of our shit and all of our wanting to spend up everything and do all of that. And she is not here for it, but she's not here for it because she just wants us to all be able to not eat cat food uh, as elder, elderly people. So if uh, so, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for Operation No Cat Food. I'm thankful again. I watched the podcast launch. You know, I watched the, the everything from the beginning to the growth to where she is now. And I'm again thankful that I was able to observe that and even to get offer feedback, you know, to go on the show and talk about things that are, are in my wheelhouse, like bullshit and chicanery. Um, and I, I'm just very thankful that she continues to be on this journey and to keep pushing herself to produce content when it's not that easy sometimes. Um, so do you have another one? Because I've got a few more. You could go ahead, fam. Go ahead. <laughs> now, you know, uh, the two of us, I'm the podcast motherfucking lady. Yeah, you said yes. Queen. Is the B Scott show is just the right amount of gossip stuff for me. Um, so I listened to that. It's him in Denver, two air double Aries, same birthday. Um, he his, you know, it's, like I said, I, I like bite-sized weekly bits of little tidbits. His tea is pretty good. <laughs> Um, he doesn't seem malicious. He's funny as hell. And he's always telling his little dating stories. Um, and I like to hear that kind of stuff. It's really nice. It's, it's like a nice refresher through the shit that the world can be at times. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I that, if you don't have time, if you haven't had a chance, and again, I know it's going to seem repetitive, but I listen to the podcast from podcast one. Right. It's not been on that long, but I used to watch B. Scott's videos back on YouTube. Yeah. And so I was familiar with B. Scott and, you know, what B. Scott does. So I thought listening would be wonderful as well. So B. Scott's show is one. And then um, what is like the whole one of the holy grails in my two things. So when it comes to getting the news, I fuck with Pod Save America. Uh do you know about Pod Save America or Crooked Media? Tell me about Pods Across America. Pod Save America. Mm -hmm. So Crooked Media is an organization that was started by, I think, three of Barack Obama's White House staffers after they left. And they basically started a media company. They have Pod Save America. That's more about day-to-day -day news. Um, they're able to unpack with a perspective of what it is like to work in the White House. So sometimes when you're hearing shit on the news, they're like, that's not how that works. It's really good to get their perspective, but then they've also grown their shows. So now they have, um, DeRay has a show on there. Um, Akila Hughes is on there. A lot of people who you may know from like Twitter and black Twitter are on there. And it's really informative and very interesting. Um, they talk a lot about like with regard to the election, they interviewed every single one of the Democratic candidates, all of them, oh. except Joe Biden, because he, he did not interview with them. I listened to all those people before I saw them on the debate and they asked questions and they really picked, they, they were really critical. And I like that because I wanted to get a sense of all these different folks. So I'm always, I'm eternally grateful for that podcast because sometimes even watching MSNBC or whatever, it could just be, it could just be really exhaustive. So, you know, just hearing these people that you've come to trust have these different conversations makes things a lot easier. So that, that one is one I listen to pod save America. And then the last two podcasts I would say are, um, WTF with Mark Marin. Oh, you love you some Mark Marin. I fucking do. That is the guy. He's like one of the pod fathers. Um, so I listen to WTF. I love WTF. I fucks with WTF. Um, but I don't, there's one thing that I fuck with even more than WTF. That would be the daily. Oh yeah. You... Host, hosted by Michael Bavaro. But let me get back to WTF. Let me explain to everyone what that is. Mark Marin is a comedian who got popular in the eighties, nineties, um, during the old comedy, uh, era. He is very funny. He's very observational. But in a point in time when his career was kind of, and this is a theme, if you really listen, 
it was a point in time when his career was kind of like a little weird. He started to record his pod, record in his garage, which he still does to this day. Um, and he was one of the original podcasters that is a successful podcaster. He interviews comedians. So I don't learned about some of the most obscure comedians or some of these old men who sound older than Methuselah and hear their stories, their origin stories. They don't really necessarily always come to like promote things. Um, he's the only person to ever have Barack Obama on a podcast. Nice. Um, and Barack Obama went to the garage in his house in suburban LA and sat down with him. Um, he is another person who's working through his shit. He's in recovery. He used to be an alcoholic and a cokehead. Um, but he's, there's a vulnerability to communicating in an audio format that I think um, if, you are, if you feel like you're creative, it, it could be a really good thing for you because he is able to share things with people that maybe if he was on TV, he wouldn't share. Like when him and his girlfriend broke up or how the fa- most recently he's on a trip. And he was like, well, I'm not by myself. And it's like, okay, Mark. Oh, shit. You're on vacation, but you're not by yourself. Or like when he admits that he fucked up some of his marriages or his cats and like how one of his cats might die. And just like all of these interesting, it's just a little slice of a person's life. And there's a vulnerability that you can allow when you don't have to look at people that um, makes people connect with you. Mark is on the show Glow on Netflix. Um, and he tours, like, he does comedy tours. And I just like him. He's just, I enjoy him. Um, like I said, even when it's people who I don't know who the fuck they are, he makes it really interesting. And The Daily is, from the New York Times, Michael Barbaro, is long-form journalism in about 25 minutes. They basically have a conversation about the, a very important news item of the day. So today's ep- today's episode was about the Navy um, secretary who resigned. Okay. And all of that stuff that's going on. And you really get to unpack it. So you're very up on your current events. And um, if I wanted to feature something that I thought that he did really well, uh, a couple weeks ago, he had a seven-year-old on the show. And the seven-year-old was in the car with their mom and heard about impeachment and was very curious about it so curious that he wanted to learn more and somehow the mom connected with uh with them and they ended up bringing the little boy in and through having this conversation which was sweet but this little boy was no stupid person he's very intelligent very clear um very bright and they sat him down with one of the top white house correspondents on the new york times allow him to ask questions now this might sound really adorable but it was also very subversive because what Michael Bavaro was also doing was explaining what was going on to everyone who was listening like they were talking to a first grader. Because it seems like so much is going on with regard to the news of the day that people are getting confused and it's not clear and they're losing the bottom line. So I thought it was really impressive that there were two things happening and, it, it, and they weren't both being announced. So every morning, Monday through Friday, you get an episode like that where him and his team do some reporting. Um, They did an episode on Kamala Harris, um, just basically saying, like, what happened to Kamala Harris and just exploring, like, what's going on with her as a candidate. Um, You know, they talk about China. They literally take a front page article from the New York Times and break it down for 30 minutes. It's amazing. Heaven knows we um, need it. But, but in order to be informed, you do you do need it. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are my um those are my podcasts that I'm thankful for. Um I, that I love and that I would recommend. Um, because these are all people who are doing the work. Uh nobody it's seems it's about the inspiration and you know, recording now even though i'm a bit tired it's about that like i'm tired but i'm here because i see the bigger picture and i see the bigger picture because i'm able to look at those who did it before right and they have something to say that's valuable and interesting and and or funny or fun you know what i'm saying or or passionate you get to hear someone speak to their passion going back to joe budden 
Right. <laughs> you, know? you get Joe Budden <laughs> talking about rap music and you think that he's on a pulpit. Right. But but <laughs> Mark Maron talking about comedy is this it's a similar energy. This is these people ended up being successful by doing something that they love well when other things didn't work as well as maybe they would have hoped. So I can dig it. I'm in. Here we are. Yeah. Termagen talk. Yes, Termagen talk. We are here and, and we're doing it and we're going to continue to do it. And we want to thank you guys for listening. We want to thank you guys for tagging us on socials when it's Tuesday late in the day. And you're like with the judge Judy meme patting your watch, like what the fuck? Where is my, where is my episode? Um, we want to thank, we want to ask you for Thanksgiving to please feel free to stream us while you're on your rides. Let other folks hear us. If you need to catch up, it's a perfect time to catch up. If you want to share us on your socials, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, if you want to rate us on, on iTunes, we'd love that as well. Rate us, review us, subscribe. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, don't eat that canned cranberry sauce because that's nasty. Um, macaroni and cheese is just mid. Let me think. Let me let me say some more shit to really aggravate people. Lord, wait, what? Macaroni and cheese is mid at best. It's not popping like that. Um, I said so. I'm also putting pork in my stuffing. Feel away if you want to. Any your stuffing? I'm putting pork. Sage sausage in my stuffing. There we go. Get lit. It's Let's see what else. What else? You got any controversial Thanksgiving uh um positions you want to take now? After we did all of this beautiful stuff, we gotta give them some bullshit. Pumpkin pie over sweet potato time. Oh, goodbye. Yuck. I love what else? pumpkin pie. Yes, oh, pumpkin pie. Yes, love. Mm. I'm into it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm making the no face like the kid where you turn your head left and right. Don't make no salad either, guys. Leave that. Leave, don't waste the leaves. Don't make no salad. I mean, the it's, might not even be good. Ain't, ain't there salad? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> guys, just no salad this week. No romaine. You have to eat spinach salad, mescaline salad. Not mescaline. That's a drug. What is it? No, this is mescaline. Spring mix or whatever, what have you. Okay. But yeah, don't waste your time with this. With What's that what you're saying? You, you... Tired. I feel you, fam. But no salads on Thanksgiving. That's stupid. Make sure you make sandwiches with the turkey breast. Be respectful. What do you guys do with the rest? Do you, if you, do you have a turkey at all? Yeah, we do turkey and we eat that thing from the rooter to the tooter. So what, do you save the turkey breast for later or do you guys get busy oh, day get- of? But you know, my, my holiday uh my holiday dinners are like 30, 50 people. Oh, okay. Wow, 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 wow. No. So it's, no. it's more than one turkey. Oh wow. We got a little we it's just a few of us, three of us. We got a little baby nine point five pound turkey. And whatever don't come, whatever we don't eat is gonna stay right in Charleston, South Carolina. Um I am looking forward to some collard greens and cabbage all in the same plate like it's just gonna be mess i cannot I wait, wait my my macaroni touch mm. uh, candy yams oh you like when it you you don't mind when it mix up a little bit i, I prefer that I, I like you know i like when i accidentally have the food touch and magic happens mm-hmm. it's a part of my world yeah so you don't have no more controversial food takes though nah. that pumpkin pie shit is nuts though that pumpkin pie shit yo mm. pumpkin pie give it up for the pumpkin pie folks Boo, no. Ooh, pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie. No. Yeah, I've eaten more pumpkin pie in my life than sweet potato, I'll tell you that. That's what I, I have. My, one of my assignments is to make two sweet potato pies, so. Make three. Mm-mm-mm. No, you don't even like it. I, it's who, not, I, who I'm giving the third one to? Me. Oh, I like, I like foods. <laughs> I like dessert. As a matter of speaking of dessert, I have a dessert date coming up because I went on a date and we ended up having, he was like, I don't want the dessert. I was like, we getting dessert. And now he just hit me up like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, I'm thinking about that dessert we had. He was like, let's fucking go. I was like, okay. 
He was like, you absolutely fucking right. Nice. So, so, so that means Goody's Dating Chronicles continue to be dope. Yeah, I, I'm out here, man. I don't know. I don't think um, Sugar Bear's making it, but that's oh, all right. No. It's all right. Because there's so much other fish in the sea. Oh, my. This is true. This is true. The sea full of fish, man. <laughs> Are you having seafood for Thanksgiving? Not at all. Okay. I'm not, you know, salmon maybe, but you know, people come with they shrimp and all that trying to kill me. I'm not trying to die behind this, yo. No, not no, I didn't realize this. that. Okay. Okay. Well, the girl's allergic. No, we can't have that. Well, before we know it, girl, it'll be December 1st. And we'll be fa-la-la-la-lying, la-la-la-lying. Also, we are going to do the Big Dick Energy playlist. That's happening. Be on the lookout for that. We got to do it. We definitely got feedback saying that they wanted to hear, like, top 20 Big Dick Energy artists, songs, whatever. So I guess you better get cracking, sister, while we're, over the, while we're stirring pots. We have to think to get the people what they want. Get the people what they want. I'm actually, whatchamacallit, as we speak, looking. I, I also, I believe, if I have any behavior, I have a New Year's Eve date. So mm. Have- mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. To- so this is. Look at you. You killing it in these streets. Maybe. I'd be tired, man. Just dating right. This for young people. This is young people's. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, friend. Well, I am going to get going because I have to start. Uh, I have to straighten my hair because I'm getting my hair braided because it's Thanksgiving and who wants to have to deal with hair? And um, so the next time you see me, I'll have something new going. And um, have a good Thanksgiving. I want to, again, thank everybody for listening. Uh, like I said, tell a friend to tell a friend. Have a happy holiday. Eat plenty. Wear baggy pants. Um Elastic in the waist. Elastic. And don't bring no assholes to your family. Don't don't do it because your family won't let you live it down. So be mindful of who you bring to Thanksgiving because you don't want to get clown come Christmas. Just think about it. Thank you. Take a second. What did what did he what did he say? Take a second. Think about it. Yeah. In the words of of Rakim, do that. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye.